0: all right hello welcome back this is vanessa and i am here to give you the new moon in capricorn report today is december 22nd and i am over here on the west coast of california so this new moon is happening just like a little under 12 hours from now or so. But like I've said in other podcasts, the new moon energy as well as full moons when they come, the energy, like the portal that opens up is accessible to us for a few days before and after. So even though, you know, we're only a few hours away from the actual exact conjunction of the moon and sun together in capricorn it's not like you're missing your opportunity if you you know don't get this uh, podcast in time or you're sleeping because it's happening at two seventeen a.m over here on the western coast of the united states so don't don't fret don't stress um but i wanted to share some of the the cool things about this new moon because honestly, it is really, really lovely to have some solid Capricorn stability energy happening. <laughs> um, the new or the what the full moon that happened two weeks ago. Whoa, there was so much going on uh, for me personally with that. I feel like my life is just completely. Uh, it's 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 different in many ways than it was just a few weeks ago. So, and I'm not going to lie, like it's been really good in so many ways. Very exciting, very expansive, just like Sagittarius season is. But um, I am really, really into the idea of some earth energy that Capricorn brings, some stability, you know Capricorn themes because this is going to be important for all of us to really tune into and to infuse into our intentions that we want to set with this new moon remember new moons are intention setting times it's where you can plant seeds um, so that down the road you can harvest whereas full moons are when you're releasing things you're saying goodbye you're letting go of old ways of being, people, uh, situations, all of that, okay? So this is a seed-planting new moon, so set intentions for yourself, and they're going to be revolving around Capricorn themes. So I didn't write this stuff down, although I do have notes ahead of me, and I'll go through what I'm going to talk about in this podcast in just a moment, but just to prep us for this new moon energy. Think about themes that Capricorn represents, such as in um, any 10th house themes, too. You know, you can Google 10th house themes, Capricorn themes. Capricorn is an earth element sign and it is the cardinal earth element sign each of the earth elements are one of three they're either cardinal fixed or mutable and each has its own energy cardinal signs just like the you know compass they point us in a very clear direction they mark the north south east west directions so any of the cardinal signs The energy that they like to, well, the energy that they show up with um, in combination with all these other energies, right? Like there's a lot to take in here. I understand. Take your time. Also, take what I say with a grain of salt just to like preface, okay? But the energy, as far as this earth sign, Capricorn, being cardinal, it really means that it does have a very clear um, direction that it wants to take and Capricorn is the, it's the climber, it's the achiever, it is the successor, um, meaning that <laughs> it really, really values long-term structure and stability, like kind of like a ladder that it can climb up or like uh, a skyscraper with so many floors, and it is up at the top, the penthouse. Capricorn loves to rise. It's, it's ruled, um, it rules the 10th house, and the 10th house is all about career honors awards. It is an authority in many ways. The 10th house is where each of us develops our identity By the work that we put out in the world. So it's the opposite of the fourth house, which is kind of the home and the family and the roots and the identity that we've been given as we've been growing up or that we kind of fall into from either conditioning or just tradition, all of that. Capricorn in the 10th house the 10th house is the opposite it's where as we grow older and we decide what we want to do with our lives and we have that autonomy and that authority and that independence in a way to go after our goals and our dreams but make them real so it's it's the work that we do and not just a job like career like big time work that we do that shapes our identity in the world around us and how people outside of maybe our our close family or friends see us. So Capricorn is, it is a really powerful sign. I mean, every sign has its own power placements, but Capricorn is going to get the job done. It is not interested in trivialities, or um, really any of this astrology talk. <laughs> so if you're a Capricorn and you're listening, I guarantee you have a lot of other signs in your chart that are bringing you to this because in my personal experience, not that many Capricorns are really like, yeah, astrology, I believe in this, right? They're much more practical. It's a tangible approach. It's like, I'll see it to believe it you know? So as we go further along in this podcast and how you can utilize Capricorn energy with this new moon in your life and your intention setting, first, let's just like back up a little bit and I want to give you a heads up what exactly I'm going to be talking about in this 30 minutes. That's that's my prediction. I hope that this is about 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, but I want to I'm going to test myself here, okay? I'm going to see how focused I can remain because that is another gift that Capricorn has is incredible focus. Tunnel vision to a fault at times, right? Like climbing that ladder and achieving that success and then not always stopping to celebrate but like What's next? Nope, that wasn't good enough. Where everyone else is like, whoa, you just achieved or accomplished some really huge goals. We want to celebrate with you. Capricorn has its eye on the next prize already. It's taking that Sagittarius energy and focusing it like a magnet. Magnet. Focusing it like a magnifying glass <laughs> is what I meant to say. And just continuing to burn you know like let's let's keep this fire going but in a in a really practical way i'm I'm going off on tangents so let's back up here <laughs> hi my name is vanessa i'm your host for this podcast i love astrology and at times i can get a little carried away with myself so my notes are very handy let's go over them bullet points really quick <sighs> so i'm going to be talking about what degrees this new moon is happening in and other uh, planetary bodies that are in conjunction with it. And then I'm also going to talk about some other points of interest. There are some other planets that are forming some really dynamic aspects to this new moon. So I'm going to talk about those. And then I'm also going, you know, I'm going to like literally break those down um, because just like the last... Podcast with the was it the last podcast? I don't know. The one with the full moon, uh, two podcasts ago. The full moon that happened in Gemini. Again, we have a T square. So, spoiler alert, I'm gonna go into that again, okay? But in kind of a a different way because things have shifted. All right. I'm also gonna talk about the upcoming Mercury retrograde. It's happening. It's a good thing, people. It's not something to be afraid of. So, I'm going to go through the benefits again of Mercury retrograde and how you can utilize this one to your advantage because there are always some wonky things that happen with Mercury retrogrades. I'm not going to like gloss over that. Sure. There are definitely things that I like. It's understandable why people kind of go like, oh no, Mercury is retrograde. But there's so many blessings and gifts to those time periods, so I want to emphasize that one more time, and then, um, that that's it. <laughs> Thank God for Capricorn. Like it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty cut and dry, and um, there's a very very clear direction with this, this new moon. It is not a confusing one or a thick one full of all kinds of things. All right. Okay. So grab your tea, grab your snacks, get cozy, hang out with me for the next 25, 30 minutes or so. And let's go. I'm going to put my glasses on. All right. So. We have a new moon happening at 2.17 a.m. on December 23rd over here on the west coast of the United States, so you can change that time frame, obviously, if you are in another part of the world, but regardless, it's happening for all of us. We're all feeling it in different ways based off of our own individual birth charts. That's a whole nother beautiful layer of all of this. That I am not getting into in this podcast. There's no way. I'm just going to talk about the basics here and how each one of us can apply these basics. But if you're really, really curious about how this is more personalized to you and how you can personalize your intentions even more, one, you can book a reading with me. Or two, you can go on to a free online website and type in your birth info and pull up your birth chart and see what house this new moon at one degree Capricorn is falling in, because whatever house it's falling in is going to give you a lot more clarity on these Capricorn themes to be taking, all right, to be acting on. So we've got Capricorn um, as the main the main star here. We've got the sun and the moon conjunct one another. It's always the case at a new moon. And there's also a fun little thing happening right next to the sun and moon. We have a planetary body. It's an asteroid named Pholus, And Pholus is hanging out at six degrees Capricorn. Now, that's not a tight conjunction, but I count it it's still right there and fullest is um, it's uh, it's kind of like the butterfly effect where it seems pretty insignificant and yet it can change the course of things dramatically it can expand the outcome very very much so So I'm really, in this sense, with this new moon and in this podcast, I'm really thinking of and looking at fullest as just an expander and an emphasizer of this energy that we're going to be experiencing or that we are experiencing with this new moon. So you can just think of it as like an amplification, okay? So if your intentions that you set with this new moon – End up kind of creating like a whole other whirlwind of things. Don't be super surprised by that, and I do mean that in in the best of ways. All right, um, so just keep that in mind. It's an amplifier, and then we have this um, new moon and Capricorn. So again, themes of all of the Earth element themes: consistency, reliability. Um, stability in a very 3D physical way. Capricorn is also really, really good with finances and growing finances. It's really amazing at taking systems and not only perfecting those systems, but acting on those systems to bring the greatest return. Big ROI. Capricorn Capricorn is like suit and tie and business. Okay, going to get shit done. So, um we've got all of those themes happening. And there's uh, they're forming a square. <laughs> they're forming two squares. Let's just I don't know why I'm dancing around all of this. Um they're forming two squares. So, we've got a T square happening with this new moon where we have Aries taking the stage Jupiter has finally moved back into Aries Jupiter has been at zero degrees Aries for the past few days now it went retrograde for months and moved backwards through Pisces so we did have Jupiter in Aries last spring for a little bit and then it went retrograde and it moved backwards into the sign of Pisces where it's been hanging out for months now anytime a planet goes retrograde, it's really a time of reflection. So things are not forward moving because it's just a lot to process. It's a lot of information or it's a lot of experience or it's just like time to take a routine checkup or time to take a break and rest or time to tie up loose ends. So anytime anything goes retrograde, it's really just a rest period, a reflection period, a rejuvenation period. And so we have Jupiter who's been going backwards through Pisces, doing all of this rethinking around dreams and creativity and spirituality and how to expand upon that. Now it's made its way back into Aries And the energy is super different when Jupiter is in Aries compared to Pisces. Jupiter in Aries is, well, Jupiter represents luck, fortune, success, generosity. It's known as the great benefic. It's expansive. It's big thinking, abundant, the bringer of opportunities, growth, happiness, happiness, miracles and blessings. I've, I always like to think, it doesn't always apply, but it's fun to think about Jupiter as Santa Claus, <laughs> just like this big jolly giant that brings gifts. Okay. Um, so we have Jupiter now in Aries and Aries is a fire sign. It is the cardinal fire sign. Whereas Leo's the fixed fire sign and Sagittarius is the mutable fire sign. Aries has a clear direction it wants to take. And we have Capricorn over here with a clear direction that it wants to take. Like let's say that Capricorn represents north. Well, Aries is representing east. They both have a really clear idea of where they want to go, but they're not going in the same direction. So there's potential for a little bit of tension here. All right. And Aries, Aries is also really, really um, pioneering, adventurous, leader, um, full of leadership. It represents the self. It's, you know, not to say it's self-absorbed, but the main concern is identity. Who am I? What do I want? How can I move through this world, you know, in ways that are going to benefit me, light me up? And Aries is a pioneer. Aries is a trailblazer. Aries doesn't need a plan and prefers to just go for it and take leaps and tends to be pretty lucky with those leaps. So we have Aries in Jupiter and Jupiter is expanding all of this. Now, the things in common that I said between the two are that Aries loves to um, grow and it loves to expand and it's really lucky. Jupiter represents growth, expansion and luck. So it's not that those two are maligned. Um However, they might kind of, you might be sensing areas in your life that you really want to expand upon where you don't need a plan. And it might uh, cause a little bit of friction with the part of you that has a very solid plan and needs to stay focused and stick to that plan in more practical ways. All right, then we've also got another square happening between these two with a lesser-known asteroid, but I'm going to talk about her because I like talking about the asteroids. They bring in a huge feminine presence into the chart that brings a lot of balance to all of these masculine planets and, and luminaries and figures in the chart and in astrology. So we have Ceres who is also Demeter. They're the same. One's Greek, one's Roman. We have Ceres in one degree Libra. So Libra is the cardinal sign of the air element. We have Libra as the cardinal. We have Gemini as the mutable. And Aquarius is the fixed of the air signs. So we have three different Planetary bodies will form because the moon is conjunct the sun in Capricorn at one degree, forming a T-square, forming two 90-degree angles, one on either side. Again, with the whole like if Capricorn is is pointing north, Aries is pointing, oh, I'm sorry, Aries would be pointing west and um, Libra would be pointing east and they all have these very, very clear directions that they want to take. But when you get them all in the same room talking, like they're all leaders. They're all very, very clear on what needs to be done, where we need to go. It might take a little bit of uh, negotiating and figuring out like, okay, well, what direction are we actually going to go in? Because I can't split myself into three ways, right? So Libra is that sign of, of partnership. It's the opposite of Aries where Aries is about self and identity and, you know, taking that adventure and that risk and independence and independent to a fault in many ways. Libra is much more balanced, much more soft, much more, um, you know, the importance is you and me. Not just me, not just you, but both of us. It's a sign of equality. It's also a sign that loves um, and represents beauty and appreciation and value. These aren't really things that you have to like go adventure after, right? So Aries wants to like get out there and, and learn and find things in the world that relate to the self, And Libra's like, I can hang out here with you. I like, I like you and me together. I like this dynamic that we have in this relationship. And we've got Capricorn being like, no, 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 I need to like focus here and climb this ladder and work, 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 work. (laughs) So we have these three at a very exact T square, all wanting The attention in a way, or Libra and Aries are a little bit like they're kind of putting in their two cents in this new moon, where Capricorn's like, No, this is my new moon, and this is what we should be focusing on, which is true. So I want you to keep that in mind because we are setting intentions for the Capricorn new moon. And so, although there are these other figures kind of like staking their opinions, speaking their opinions. And making it known that there are other directions that can be taken as well. The, the true star here is Capricorn for this new moon. So keep in mind that whatever you can do to remain focused on what you are producing to allow your ambition to carry you higher and higher into your new identity that the public sees you as, the one that you get to create, it's not just an identity that you're given, remember? It's one that you're creating based off of the service you provide in this world that does big things for you and the world. But also there is this desire to explore self and expand and have a lot of fun and and go out and adventure. And there is this dynamic that wants to, you know, nurture the relationship that could also, you know, be present. I don't know. There could be a new relationship present or there could be just relationships that are very important. This could be a business partnership. That also needs the attention here, right? Um, I don't know, you might be in a business where you have a partner and it's kind of unreasonable in certain ways for you to just be the only one focusing in on what you're doing. Figure out how these different energies apply to your scenario. You probably already know based off of just me speaking and certain things hitting you like, oh yeah, that's totally happening. And if these things aren't happening, like, don't worry about it. Like, you don't, it's not, like, most likely you have other things present in your personal chart that are bringing other topics up, okay? So for all of us, for all of us, we do have this T-square. We do have Capricorn as the star. And there is a little bit of conflict you can make those, those different themes work together, but there's still a little bit of conflict. And I didn't talk about what Demeter actually represents or what Ceres represents. So um, since I did talk about what Jupiter represents, let me talk really quick on some points about Ceres. She is the Earth Mother in you. She um, represents feeling at home and comfortable in your own skin, wealth building and financial independence, and healthy eating and lifestyle choices. Um, Ceres is ruled by Virgo and Taurus, the two other earth signs. And Jupiter is ruled by Sagittarius, a fire sign. So um, not to like keep throwing out all these different names and all these different qualities, but again, it's, it's the dynamic between the sun and the moon, this new moon and Capricorn, the ambitious planet wanting to build and grow. Having a bit of a, a conversation, the need to negotiate with Jupiter and Aries that's like, poof, I want to explore and expand all about me and self. And Ceres in Libra that's like, no, I want to nurture this, this dynamic. I want to bring more well-being to this partnership. I want us to both feel comfortable together. I want us to, um, you know, have a good life together. So whenever we have a T-square, there's always solution found. Like if, if all of these different um, voices <laughs> or energies are frustrating, <laughs> because you don't have enough time or like you don't understand how they can work together, then the answer is always found in the sign that is conspicuous by omission, meaning it is clearly missing. If you were to make literally like a square between these planets that I'm talking about, one corner of the square is missing. It's like not there. So it's visually very easy to see if you're drawing this out with 90 degree angles and that placement would be in zero to one degree cancer cancer is that mother energy cancer is that you know stay at home and care for the children and the family and you know home and hearth and roots and where you come from and You know, everyone living under one roof together as a family. It's heart centered. It is the other cardinal sign. There are four cardinal signs Capricorn, Aries, Cancer, and Libra. And three of them are in this meeting, like we need to go in this direction. And they're all wanting to take us in different directions. So, Cancer is the fourth member. And her message is, you know, follow your heart. Make sure that the seeds that you're planting with this Capricorn moon, although they are very much focused on what you can create and build and how you can rise in, in stature and in wealth and in, you know, abundance um, and stability really too, is make sure that your heart is involved in what you're, you're building. Make sure that you're doing it because you love the work, because you love the outcome that it's going to bring, because you love the product or the service that you're putting into the world, because you love the way that people appreciate what you are doing, what you're focusing so hard on. Because the other ones are all about love, too. Oh, clearly, partnership sign. I mean, this is about love between you and I. And, and Demeter wants to nurture that. Ceres wants to nurture that. And Jupiter and Aries is, is love of exploring self and expanding self and who am I? And so as long as you're keeping your heart involved in all of these dynamics... You can't go wrong. I hope that that wasn't too overwhelming or confusing. I am definitely like balancing a lot of different emotions personally right now. Um, which is also why I'm so excited that this is Capricorn energy (laughs) because it's one of the least like emotional signs. It's very, very, very predictable, very like steady, solid, consistent. Um, And so if you have been feeling a lot of emotions, you know, make sure you're tapping into your heart space right now. And, and, Make sure that the but the things that you're doing and the ways that you're spending time alone and the ways that you're spending time with others, especially in one-on-one scenarios, just make sure that your heart is open. Just make sure that you're loving what you're doing or you're finding things that you love in life or you're finding things that you love, like your passions that you can turn into service that benefit Your relationships that benefit your family that benefit the greater good and that's how you can blend these energies together on this new moon so that's pretty much it for the new moon it's actually pretty cut and dry even though i said a lot of words there (laughs) (laughs) um but well, let's talk really quick about the Mercury retrograde that's happening because we are in the shadow phase currently and some of the the typical like ah Mercury retrograde like some of those types of feelings or thoughts or vibes could already be presenting themselves. I literally just walked down the street to the grocery store before this and there was all of this weird construction going on. And, you know, it's normally so easy for me to just walk along my path and mind my business and just go in the direction that I need to go to get to where I'm trying to go forward. <laughs> And then Mercury Retrograde Shadow shows up showing me like, oh, yeah, there's like construction, but it's I couldn't even tell what they were doing. And they were making me stop and a truck was trying to come backwards. But then one of the guys was like, stop to me. And one of the the construction workers, I don't know what they're called right now they were trying to tell the truck to stop and so one of them tells me to stop the other one tells me I can walk <laughs> like already confusing and I'm walking and I can't really tell what they're doing and they're like oh don't step on the yellow paint and I'm like just about to you know I'm like oh, oh great you know I, I didn't notice that and I think that I'm pretty good at observing details so that's That's some of like the mercury retrograde type energy. There is confusion. There are mixed messages. Um, And and definitely not intentionally. I'm sure one of the guys wasn't like, I'm going to tell her to stop because this guy's going to tell her to go. Like, I'm going to totally confuse her. Like, no, it's not. It is not intentional. However, when mercury, the planet of communication and transportation of ideas, when it goes retrograde which happens three to four times a year for three and a half weeks every time. It's always three and a half weeks that the planet is retrograde. But before and after our shadow period where it is tracing over the degrees that it is going to be going backwards during the retrograde period, and then it stations direct, right, which it's going to be doing on January 18th, and then it moves forward again over those same degrees of the same sign for a third time in a row so mercury has already been going over like the first go of these degrees of capricorn so um as it's been moving through the eighth degree of capricorn up until next week december 29th that's when it goes retrograde at 24 degrees capricorn then it's going to move backwards through those same degrees of capricorn until january 18th when it gets to... Did I say that right? Let's see. It goes retrograde on December 29th at 24 degrees Capricorn. And then on January 18th, it will station direct. And then it will begin to move forward from 8 degrees Capricorn on. And it'll retrace those same degrees again for a third time. So we're in the first round right now. And this this first shadow period, anytime that red, mercury's retrograde the first shadow period is where the first kinds of communications happen that end up being a little bit like miscommunication or plans that are made for travel high holidays like you don't 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 worry about like canceling plans. It's just that as you're making these plans for travel, have extra patience and have some backup plans because during Mercury retrograde, that's when we tend to see these plans fall apart in whatever way, whether it's weather or or something happened like booking the wrong ticket or... Uh, wrong name on wrong ticket i don't know you know you can make things up here as examples of of how mercury goes wonky (laughs) so we're in that right now and come next week december 29th when mercury actually stations retrograde the station periods are like the wonkiest too by the way it's where the planet literally appears to be at it like frozen in the sky, not moving in either direction. Um I did do a podcast last week on Mercury retrogrades, so you can check that one out. My energy was really, really high in that one. Um but, you know, I kinda like to have a like more like smooth jazz radio voice when I'm doing these podcasts I'm coming to find So prep yourself. But still, (laughs) Um, the station periods are definitely where things are the weirdest. So just have extra patience over these next weeks, (laughs) this next month and a half. Because once Mercury gets back to... 24 25 degrees capricorn come like february sometime in february i don't know i haven't looked that up yet that's when the mercury communication transportation information becomes more smooth again and you can go forward without any hiccups so as we you know go through this mercury retrograde it's all in capricorn so same themes apply so whatever you can do this week to kind of like wrap up your forward-moving, ambitious like goal, like, yes, I'm going to get this done, give yourself some grace and some space in the first weeks of 2023 to rest a little bit, to reflect on the Capricorn themes in your life. And reflect on which systems worked super well. And are there any places where you can tweak them and make them better? Um, Are there ways in career or business or work, right? These are general Capricorn themes that apply to everyone. But look at your chart. Find out what house this is happening in and add those house themes because that's going to be where the real like juiciness is. Like that's where like the the meat is for you personally. But in general, you know, all of the Capricorn themes, ambition, cl- corporate climbing, like, you know, just being badass boss, um, an authority in your own right. And the creator of your identity based off the work you produce and put out in the world. Just give yourself some extra grace and space in the first weeks of 2023 to reflect on all of that and feel free to make changes as you see fit because that is the blessing of any retrograde period. The forward momentum and movement, Not you're going to run into construction workers telling you mixed signals and watch out for the way don't step in it right Woo. um instead anytime mercury in particular is retrograde just rethink and reflect and it is the most marvelous time to go back and tie up loose ends make tweaks to things make improvements And even rest, you know, give yourself that time to rest. And heck, Capricorn, Capricorn needs to celebrate more because it's an achiever and wants to just keep on going without stopping. And so think back on 2022 and think of the things that you accomplished, that you achieved, that you feel like, you know, you, you made milestones, um, you hit milestones, you hit big goals, like any of those things, just think back and reflect on those and celebrate. Allow yourself to have some fun because once we get back to January 18th and Mercury is direct again in in Capricorn, a lot more clarity is going to be coming in, a lot more like Oh, that's why that didn't work. Oh, oh, that's what that's what you meant when you said that. Oh, that really pissed me off. I didn't, you know, whatever it is, or Capricorn, that really disappointed me. <laughs> so, if there are things that come up and you are disappointed, just know that once Mercury goes retrograde, there is going to be a lot more clarity around those topics. You are going to have a lot more understanding, and you are going to be able to move forward again. So I hope that that helps. I think that's it. And I will talk to you guys in the next podcast and I'll reveal the podcast name change then. Just working out a few kinks on my end over here, but I'm really, really excited about it and excited to share more with you. And um, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Happy Winter Solstice enjoy yourselves. Okay. Be patient. I'll talk to you soon.